What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are rocking with Lyles Movie Files. Joining me tonight, little brother Jace. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, sir? Outstanding. And Jay King. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. I can't complain, and I hope all of you are, too. Okay. Yes. That, well, I'm doing well so far. It's been a very interesting week. There's so much I want to tackle. But first off, I just need to rant a little bit about Batwoman, because... <sighs> I have been waiting for this show. I didn't even write anything about it because I just I knew it was going to be more than I wanted to write for a show that I'm no longer going to watch. So a few episodes ago, I told you guys how annoyed I was because they kept focusing so much of the show on Kate Kane, who was presumed dead. And Ruby Rose quit the show, so there was no payoff to this. And they introduced a new black Batwoman, Ryan Wilder, and it seemed like she was getting shortchanged because half the supporting cast, I'm sorry, the supporting cast was still connected to Kate. And they were all concerned about Kate. Like, hey, what's going on? The only one who seemed invested whatsoever in Ryan was Mary. And everybody else was, hey, what's Kate doing? Can we find Kate? Where's Kate? In this past episode, the writers try to throw in a big monkey wrench. Kate is alive. And she's now been recast as the, well, oh man, what's her name? I forgot that fast. So, J.C. Watch Krypton. Girl from Krypton. The yeah. Her girl. name is Wallace Day. Yeah. Yes, Wallace Day. She is going to replace Ruby Rose as Kate Kane. And that's actually pretty good casting, assuming that Wallace Day actually does dye her hair red um because that way she can look like kate i don't i don't like when they do this silly thing of i'm going to play a character who's always been a blonde but i'm not dying my hair and looking at ucw shows for green arrow and flash um and and the snyderverse with their version of flash nobody wants to make barry blind anyhow so we're finally going to get kate came back and okay um yeah so i'm just pissed off because now it seems like we're going the classic comic book thing of hey we're putting a black character here and psych now we're bringing back the old person i feel like in comic books you can get away with that better because everyone knows by this point hey we're replacing spider-man we're replacing iron man we're replacing green lantern we're replacing insert character name here with a black guy captain america with a black guy we all know eventually the traditional old school character that's existed for decades will be back to take on the mantle of said character. With Batwoman, the show, the writers, the producers were all trumpeting the fact that, hey, we've got a black Batwoman. It's going to be so exciting. It's going to be so fresh. We're going to represent her unique take on Batwoman. We're going to give her a wig and a silhouette that makes it very apparent that she's a black woman and we're going to focus on storylines that cater to her and then i was like psych we're bringing back kate kane baby and i don't like that just because i mean i don't care where they go with it i don't care if ryan stays batwoman because kate is always going to undermine her as a character i mean she was presumed dead and was undermining her as a character and now that she's returned, they're not going to focus on Ryan much at all. And 
we already have Alice to focus 100% of the time on anyway. So I have no interest. I took my DVR in the most satisfying manner possible and said cancel or delete and cancel upcoming recordings. And I feel pretty good about that. Jace, do you have any thoughts about this Batwoman fiasco? Okay. I actually saw the casting. Like, I, I had actually just watched the last episode of Batwoman. I'm like, okay, well, at least we're moving this whole Kate Kane story along. And at the end of it, we're she's in the story presumed dead. And now, like, hey, we've recast Ruby Rose into, you know, Wallace Day. It is like, Y'all couldn't have done this before the season. If you were gonna, if you're gonna switch it up, like do it before the season. This there, Krypton had been canceled for a year or so. You guys could have done it, moved on. You could have made your storyline, whatever. If you're not gonna write Kate Kane and Alice, especially based off this last episode, if you don't write them out after this storyline, <laughs> it's literally like ah, like you you. I mean, I think you're you're. You're, I mean, what you basically laid out is, is correct because it's like by the end of the season, if not earlier, Ryan will be pushed aside to put Kate Kane back as Batwoman. And there is no, it was never a guarantee that that wasn't going to be the case, but it was like, hey, we're doing, you know, we're, we're like you said, they're trumpeting everything. And then all of a sudden, nah, that was only a temporary thing. We're going to get back to, you know, even though we put Ryan Wilder in the comics. You know, to try and accommodate this, we've now decided. Yeah, we're going back to the cocaine. Yay! And it's like, <laughs> like you guys almost were trying to do something good, and then now, you you just go. I mean, just do it in the crappiest way possible. It's like y'all could have just recast. It would have been so much easier, but y'all screwed it up. And now we can put the paragon of whatever back in her seat, and <laughs> we're back to normal. It's like back to our usual status quo. Like, yay, yay us. Yeah, I'm just not a huge fan of it because I feel like one of the reasons I gave Batwoman second season a shot was literally because of Ryan. Because the first season really dragged. I didn't really like Ruby Rose in that role outside of her interaction with the other CW characters or heroes. I felt she was just kind of flat and dull, and that kind of flat dullness worked compared to some of the more charismatic performers like Melissa Benoit, um, Craig Gustin, and Stephen Amell, but left on her own, she was just kind of, eh. It felt like she was doing a Batman impersonation. I wasn't big yeah. enough. Yeah, but couldn't be Batman because Oliver was Batman. Right. So, right. It was... yeah. Yeah, so she felt like a Batman impersonation by way of a second-rate Arrow impersonation. <laughs> she was just poorly cast. I mean, I, to me, like we would, we were invested in that show early on because you know, having girls, you want to see this kind of, you know, a uh, uh, superhero, superheroine representation, right? Um, and then the, after watching for about a month, we realized, okay, this show stinks. you're trying to give it a chance you really are and the thing about a show like that i can almost deal with bad writing if the 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 actors and actresses are really if if everyone involved on the screen is really trying to, to 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 put this thing together right like 
a show that, that I watched with my girls is, what is it? Maya Bialik's show, Call Me Cat, because we all loved her as Amy Farrah Fowler. And my girl's too young to remember Blossom, but that's how they came to know her. So we said, oh, Maya Bialik has a show. We'll watch Call Me Cat. Call Me Cat is dreadful. But because... They have a, a single commercial that made me laugh and think, I should watch this. I was like, I, I know that wasn't the part they were thinking was funny to get people to watch the show, right? Because I wasn't. Jeff, you could, you could go through a whole season and not compile a 30-second promo that would get anybody a chuckle. <laughs> you were watching strictly based on Leslie Jordan is involved and Maya Bialik is involved. That's it. They do have uh, Kyla Pratt on the show, but <clears throat> saying all of that to say, not even talking about uh, Call Me Cat, but it was the same thing with Ruby Rose uh, and, and Batman. And ba- I'm sorry, Batwoman. We watched and, and invested because we wanted to like this show. We really wanted to like this show. I really wanted to like the show, but it stunk. And she's a piece of wood as that character. I'm pretty sure another thing. <laughs> <laughs> Like, look, she was on Orange is the New Black, and, you know, I would watch that every time time with my wife, and that was okay. It was all right. We liked we liked the show, and her character on there was, you know, what, what, what she should have been, kind of stoic, kind of mysterious and brooding, but that only goes but so far. You got to, for that role to me, you have to be dynamic. You got to be dynamic. And not to say you have to be... Uh, uh, um, you you don't have to be Leo DiCaprio. I'm sorry, I keep making male references here. You don't have to be Meryl Streep, but you kind of have to portray both sides of this character, which she didn't do. It was only one. It was only one gear. And she couldn't portray Drew Barrymore. She was so whack. <laughs> she was just. I still think that her best roles, her two best roles was in John Wick 2, when she didn't say <laughs> word one. And, I mean, that one was like, oh, she's got a little presence and some charisma, even though she's not talking. And I just feel like, oh, they worked around her lack of acting ability, and we're just like, listen, we're not going to have you talk. We're just going to have you look mm. And she did that mm. great. And the Resident Evil that's... movie that was crap, that I just acted like it didn't exist anyway. Mm. But see, Jeff, that's it right there. She's capable of looking cool and looking intimidating. She gives look, but as far as delivering <laughs> line and emotion, it's just not there. Yeah, it's a wrap. Uh, Gunner, we've been talking about Batwoman and how I'm quitting the show now that they revealed that Kate Kane is still alive and now is being recast. Yeah, right, MS, man. That shit's hilarious. Oh, I'm sitting here like, well, wait a minute. So we all, I mean... <laughs> Black woman can't stand alone trope here. Good Lord of mercy. I read that. I was like, see, I just sucked my teeth and kept scrolling after that. I was like, that's enough. I don't even want to know how the plot will end up. I'm sure that one will, I'm sure it's not a goodbye since they dedicated so much of the show to it, right? (laughs) Or is she going to suit up again? I'm confused. You know, see, the thing is, like Ryan's subplots were always hamstrung by the fact that 95% of the cast still cared about a character who was written off. And I just feel like they could have done what Arrow did when Oliver was presumed dead and just act like, well, um, she's dead or he's dead and everybody else in the cast just did stuff. 
because they literally could have done that just fine with Luke being Batwing for a few episodes, Alice doing Alicey things, Sophie and uh, Kane, Colonel Kane, tracking down criminals. I mean, they could have just done that, and I'd have been fine. Maybe I would have watched the show at that point until they came up with the recast Kate Kane. But this way, it just feels like a kick down south, and it's like, ha here's a little hope for you. We got more than one black superhero on the CW who's leading their own show, but we can't manage to can't, We can't quit our <laughs> lead. Yeah, and it just felt like, ha joke's on y'all. And Great. to which I say, no, the joke's on you, because I'm not going to watch this show any longer. And no one's going to watch the show anymore. You know, oh, funny yeah. thing, I literally was talking to somebody, like, on like on Facebook, and they were like, "Man, you know, Javi uh, Leslie really deserves a better show. I mean, they're really focusing so much on Caden. It's not good." And then you were like, talking to me? Were talking no, to me? no, it was actually <laughs> no. You 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 you're very good on like this show is. You know, I'm trying to give it a chance, but it's like he was like, "Hey, I'm trying. I want to like this show, but it's it's been trash." And then it's like now it's like, "Hey, guess like you said, we're, we're, we just pulled a rug from out under, under you." So. Do you guys? I mean, if they just almost said, "Hey, we are we are going to recast the role," and did it, we would probably be like, "All right, none of us." I wouldn't have watched eight episodes of this, but now it's like, "Hey, guess what? Kate's back, and maybe we'll give her some charisma this time." But no, no, Wild as Day is way better than Ruby Rose. She'll actually do good that one. Yeah. Okay, but Jeff, you're giving the writers way too much credit. They can't actually give anybody credible line section, but I mean. I mean, going ring. You watch Superman and Lois, and then you're gonna go back to Batwoman. You're like, do you guys like seriously? What's the writing? Y'all are trash. Like, so it's, it's not good. But I, I think it's unfair to compare Superman and Lois to every other CW verse show because I feel like most of them are just they operate on a level where their maximum is like an eight, and Superman and Lois is consistently working at a twenty. It's, it's just a bad handicap. So anyhow, but that's, uh, but that's how it works with all the new shows when you're like, whoa, this is going to be tight. Like, Flash was great season one through half of three, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> one and two especially was like, holy crap. And I'm just like, why couldn't they just keep that momentum with all of them? It seems like bad decisions, bad writing. I can tell you exactly what happened with Flash. The problem with Flash was they... they Went back to back with speedster main villains. They killed mm. off the rogues or didn't make them the focus beyond like an episode or two. And the rogues are some of his, I mean, the rogues are some of literally the best villains in DC in terms of how they relate to their hero. And exactly. they just sidelined them, made them a joke, or made them anti heroes in a spinoff of questionable entertainment value and it's like well what do you expect so then they have to keep coming up with these random villains and it's like well okay and sometimes that works like blood work and sort of kind of mere monarch but i have some let's zoom on let's zoom on to flash while we're talking about Mm. it bam this season finally got started with tuesday's episode and Mm. Like Jace was saying, like I was hoping, this was much better. It felt like the start of a new season. And we had some actual processing of emotions where characters deal with the fallout of what happened. I still think that Barry is becoming a whack hero because 
He didn't try to arrest Mirror Monarch or shatter her. He was just like, well, I guess you can go. And then we see that the whole city's trash and everybody has to go around in these cheesy t-shirts that say Central City Strong and deal with the fallout of everything that she left. And I'm like, well, dude, too bad the person that did it isn't facing criminal charges. And then they made it back like everybody was in the Mirrorverse for like two months. Wasn't that just like 24 hours or 48 hours, bro? Uh, I'm, 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 uh, you want, you sure I'm going to jump in on that part? about the rest of the episode because I had issue with the, like the last 10 minutes of that episode. <laughs> All right. So I was, I was, I really felt like this was a better episode overall. Like they did the, the fallout from uh crisis. And I feel like anytime flash touches on crisis, it leads to good storylines because that was some of the best writing we've seen on the flash in a really long time. The build-up to crisis and Flash's pending death. And we had Abracadabra deal with that, and they got this oh-so-great shot on Green Arrow and the Canaries. Well, I had to come up with this mind recollection device because Sarah and Mia, ah, never mind. That was so funny. Like, that was actually worse. I loved like, it. We you know this show didn't matter. It was like, yeah, yeah it was, was awesome. horrible. Awesome. Yeah. So that really made me laugh and uh, Mecha Vibe, no, this Joker did not name me. I thought Vibe was so good in this whole episode. I like the dynamic with Chester and Cisco. I felt like Chester was just kind of redundant, but him actually partnered up with Cisco works pretty well because they can geek out together. And I, I like that dynamic a lot. I felt that it was really good that they had Zyrtec, uh, sorry, Claritin, sorry, Allegra, doing something with Iris that wasn't related to super heroics. Thought that was good. Iris had a subplot of her own that was not related to Barry in any way, real shape or form. Always good to see her doing something outside of Team Flash activities because she has her own life. Always good to see her. Always good to see her in general. Well, hey, um, now, one thing, there are a couple things that I started to have some problems with near the end. I hate that the show keeps killing off Rose. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. why are we going to kill off Abracadabra? There's no reason for that whatsoever. Like, literally, you can just go back to the future. He was like, whoa, who's this? I'm not fighting this bad CGI Hulk. I'm out of here. And, yeah, I wasn't a fan of the bad CGI Hulk. Like, that didn't look good. That looked like PlayStation 2 graphics. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, it's like... Huh? I mean, like, use the CGI y'all have for blood work. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it felt weird because it's like, if they're doing the different versions of the forces, the strong force, and I assume that's the representation for the strong force, you don't have to use a, a bad CGI character for that. You can just make some regular person and give them super strength. I think that would have done a lot better than trying to do something that just looks whack. Um but I thought that CGI was real dodgy. And I am going to be patient and hope for the best. But I'm not sure if I'm feeling the, hey, Caitlin and Killer Frost are two different people now. Okay. Like that really, if, if I had a cringe emoji that I could put up right now, I would put it up right now. Okay. So what, yep. what issues did you have? So my issue is, once again, I... I you're, my thing was like, okay, hey, 
um, Abracadabra kills somebody in the first five minutes of the show. <laughs> hey, I'm going to handshake you, let you get away with that, because crisis happened. Right. Like, I didn't feel bad like, about that, too. Yeah, that was whack. I was like, uh, so we're just going to let main man's killer just, I, I, hey, man, I'm, I'm sorry crisis happened, you know, but you, you're fine. Like, I'm sure your family will feel real awesome about you just killing him just on GP when you could have literally moved him out of the way. But, you know, crisis happened, so you're excused for that. Like, come on, like, I tried to save you, and I'm not going to put you in jail. Like, because the funny thing is, like, Barry cares about his, I mean, in the comics, he cares about his role. He wants them to get better. He's not a jerk about it. So he's like, hey, I'll put you in Iron Heights, hoping you figure out, hoping you become like Pie Piper and get yourself better. But I'm not going to just let you walk all over us. I mean, it's like, if you put a body on the ground, we're not going to let you, hey, man, just shake my hand and we'll we'll get over it. It's like, you rob a bank. Well, you know, hey, can you put at least half of it back and we're okay. You know, just cover your expenses on this last robbery. We're fine. It's just like, come on, man. I, I, you're, you're threatening to kill the city, and I'm pretty sure you killed the dude in, uh, with some, in, in Argus. But, hey, you know, hey, just, just shake my hand. Sorry you lost your family. And I was just like, I didn't think that was just like, don't make him a chump. I understand he's got his own issues, but don't make him a chump. Like, make him a hero. Like, hey, I'm trying. Hey, I see his mistake. I'm sorry crisis happened. But your tail's going to jail and figure out how to <laughs> abracadabra. But no, we're, again, going back to what you said, hey, we're going to either kill off a road or neuter him. It's like, you got, I understand y'all didn't make the roads a big thing. And then you try to come up with Rose 2.0, like the female version, and that didn't work either. But it's like, you guys are missing easy, non-CGI characters that will cut your budget, because you don't have to do Mara Monarchs all the time and cut, mm-hmm. like, three episodes worth of CGI effects. It's like, just go with the dudes you can write a story of or a quarter of a season on. Make their some kind of arc where they need to be dealt with. And then kind of, like, I knew you said, like, Season three was kind of dodgy, but it was like the first one when you had um, Alchemy, it was like, oh, Alchemy is not a speedster. Okay, cool. And then we switched to a speedster. It was like, we were good when you had no, you you could have just fought Alchemy and not had a speedster. And then you went back to a speedster. And then it's like, and then you get season four and you get the thinker and half that Barry go to prison crap. And it's like, <laughs> you don't like when the thinker goes, started so well. The thinker yeah. one started damn well. Oh, I'm still pissed about that. Yeah. Really the biggest the pooch on that. of them stretching out a good villain. I feel like if Eric Wallace was in charge of the show, he wouldn't have let Thinker go the full 22 episodes. He would have ended it at the halfway point at 11 episodes, then moved on to another villain. Hey, Bloodwork was a perfect mm-hmm. example of that. Bloodwork yeah. could have been stretched out. Like, early writing would have stretched him out way too long. And they'd be like, mm-hmm. I can't figure out how to beat him. I can't figure out how to beat him. Hey, I figured out one second after the sort of season finale how to beat him. And it's, I'll pour some oil on him. Oh, who knew? Hmm. I, I mean, I, you Better know, than like, unplugging the chair. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Ralph just changed into Ralph. Ah, who knew? Plug and unplug his chair. They're all good. There you go. Jesus. All right. So you're not as optimistic as I was. Uh, like I said, I like the episode. I'm a little cautious about where they're going to go with Caitlin and Frost. Like maybe Caitlin Frost is a bad guy at the end of the season. 
you know, I feel I'm like they screwed older. that one up like weeks ago. I mean, excuse me, yeah, years ago. I, I feel like they did that Incredible Hulk type thing. You know what I mean? Oh, every time she might change. I'm like what? The heck? None of that makes like they've already lost me with that one. That storyline. She's just boring. They yeah, talk, she was actually looking like Killer Frost, and then all of a sudden, nah, it's like, why wouldn't she? Like, right. on, like it's Killer Frost. Like, we, I mean, when our first episodes of the series are like, oh, Caitlin Stone, we know that's Killer Frost. Make her Killer yep. Frost? Cool. Like, we knew who vibes. Cisco Ramon, that's vibe. Cool. Like, and then it's, now, once again, if we have a bad guy, we got to neuter him, make him an anti-hero versus make him a bad guy, let it stay the course. And then do something with it. Whew, you're done with Flash. Okay. Well, Superman and Lois is still good. Let's not go all into that one. But the show is really, really good. And I'm very upset that thanks to COVID, thanks to COVID outbreak onset, we are not going to get any new episodes until May 18th, which seems so far away. Chief. You've been watching Superman and Lois. What do you think about what's going on with the show so far? So far, so good. Uh, it's not disappointing. That's for sure. And you know how the CW loves to disappoint. They do. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? And, and they should stand for can't wait. You know what I mean? Like, mm, they're in the cut just just waiting to disappoint you. Um, like that gift of the dude, like, licking his lips and just by the tree. Right, like, right. Mm. That meme with Anthony Anderson... <laughs> Rub watching yeah. the window from um life. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking in on you. I'm like, yo, yeah. So uh it's been good. And then and, you know, uh COVID's still doing its thing. Um you know, ruin uh ruining our viewing pleasure still. But you know ruining what ruining good things. Yeah. But, you know, I mean May eighteenth, I'll be looking forward to the new episode. So you know, um, so far so good with Superman and Lois, man. Um, and I didn't think it was gonna be good. I, to be honest with you, <laughs> CW hadn't really inspired a lot of confidence in me. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you know. Yeah, they, reason. yeah, yeah. They it used to get like they just were hiring writers from off the street or something. You know, <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Like just walking down the street, like you, you. It's like, hey, are you employed? Uh, I'm not. Come on with me. You know? <laughs> I almost feel like. Hey. Hey, <laughs> yeah. What do you, what do you know hey, about this you... show called Legends of Tomorrow? <laughs> right. What do you know about superheroes and comic books? Uh, nothing. You're in. Perfect. You know? Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So are we, we going to count on you to be our Supergirl correspondent during these next couple months? I, you know what? Is Supergirl back on? It'll be back on starting next Tuesday. Uh, you know, I, if 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 I have to, I'll watch it. I hadn't. This the this the last season, right? This the last season. And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I guess somebody's got to suffer through it. There you go. I mean, we can count on you. <laughs> <laughs> I got plenty of moonshine left. There you go. All right, let's move on to the big screen real quick. Black Widow, shockingly is now going to theaters and Disney Plus. It's going to get that premiere access tag. It's not coming out in May, though. It's coming out in July now. 
And I feel like this movie was promised us almost as far back as Wonder Woman 1984, although I think the results will be far, far different. Um, looking back, maybe, maybe, just maybe, they should have made this decision months ago to put it out on Disney+. Plus. Get that sweet $30 premiere access charge and be surprised at how much money it makes. This is going to be the first big major blockbuster on a streaming platform and theatrical release. We've had some other ones that have been kind of big. I guess you could say the same for Wonder Woman, but that came out on Christmas. Mulan should have, Mulan was supposed to be their first real one. I mean, Mulan was a sort of blockbuster. It's one of those that appeals to the Disney fan who wants to see the animated versions in live action. And I think people would have been maybe curious if word of mouth was good. But Black Widow represents the first big can't-miss blockbuster. Like, it could have been Fast 9. Maybe it could have been A Quiet Place 2. But this is the first one that is a, I mean, Marvel Studios basically means a billion dollars for every movie at this point. So this one being the first one to come onto this platform and in theaters could represent a major shakeup to how we see movies in the future. If Black Widow does pretty well with whatever they make on Premier Access. Siobhan, how do you think this is going to play out? <clears throat> They're going to make a ton of money. I mean, anytime there's look, what 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 was it that was the number one movie, uh, for like six weeks and it stunk and what was it, Tenet? Avatar? No, sorry. <laughs> doing COVID, doing COVID, gun. I want to say it was it was Tenet. It's like, look, no matter what it is, if right now we're so starved for entertainment, we're so starved for new content. Like for example, we've been home like every damn body else. HBO Saturday night usually was the premiere movie from last year. Like it was a movie, a premiere of a, a blockbuster from last year, right? Uh, <laughs> they've been run like you know what the what the big Saturday night movie was this past Saturday, the Beverly Hills Cop trilogy. Wow, Lord! You want to know what it was before Lord. that? All all six Rocky movies. <laughs> <laughs> we're star for content dude we need something new it, it's going to be number one with a bullet far as I'm concerned yeah because Raya and the Last Dragon repeated the box office this past weekend with 5.2 million in its third weekend and that's when the LA theaters reopened that's not a great box office tally no. whatsoever so as much as they want to encourage people to go back, people are still like, nah, champ. I've had a year at home. I found that Amazon sells 75-inch, 80-inch TVs in 4K, and it looks pretty good. And I don't have to worry about some kid kicking my seat. I don't have to worry about something sticky on the floor. I don't have to spend $20 for popcorn and a very, very tiny soda. Um, maybe I don't need to go to theaters and risk catching the remnants of some virus. Yeah, I mean, risking catching the remnants of a virus or some idiot coming in there and shooting the damn place up. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right? So with that said, hey, look, they're giving away 60-inch TVs. It's, it's stimmy checks. It's, it's stimmy checks out here. It's tax return time. They're giving away TVs like candy. 
<laughs> you can go ahead and get you a 70 inch right now for like the change you in, in your pocket. Woo, that's a good point. So between the between the tax refund and your stimulus check, you can get an 85 inch TV at the big screen store. <laughs> They're not a sponsor. It allows me to file podcast, but hey, if you'd like to be, you can. I'll take a TV. I'll just take a 70 inch one. <laughs> 4K though, please. All right, so that's what's coming up. Um, Godzilla versus King Kong is coming to theaters and likely streaming. Do you think that's going to have people going to theaters? No. I just, no. I, Gunner, what do you think, man? Is something going to get people into theaters this year? I mean, people, there's people going, but, you know, it's like two to a seat. You know what I mean? Like two or two in a theater every now and then. Like you know, my dad was like, "Yo, I just went. I was the only one in there." I was like, "Well, yeah, because nobody wants to catch anything <laughs> except for you, apparently." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right? <laughs> That's kind of how it is. So I don't understand the people that do go. I'm sitting here like, "Look, theaters were nasty then, so why would I? Whatever." I, I just don't get it, man. I just don't get it, especially when when times are changing, when the Dude. studios are like, you know what, times are changing. Would I watch a four hour joint in the theater? Normally, maybe. Would I watch the four hour joint in the theater and it came out on my TV in a normal time before COVID? Yes, probably. I'm like, nah, I ain't going to no theater to sit there for four hours. The band was talking on their damn phones and sneezing and somebody's kids up in that joint. Nah, I'm going to watch this joint right here. Oh, gosh. I mean, can you imagine that first time there's a lot of people in the theater and somebody's baby starts crying and there's somebody on the phone like, what the heck are you doing? I'm out. Right. That's when you see a mass walkout, like, I'm done. Like, wait, this joint's on HBO at the same time. Okay, cool. All right, let me get the hell out of here. I was saying this before COVID. The, our technology is going to change. It changes the way we, we've done everything, right? The movie industry is going to be no different. I can buy a 4K TV, 75, 80, 90-inch Surround sound. I've brought the movies into my home. There's no movie experience like we, we were when we were all kids. The experience, of course, you didn't have these things, right? But the experience of going to the movies was a hell of a lot different than it is today. It was an event, and it was an experience. It was a shared experience. So you didn't have an asshole sitting in front of you taking a selfie, letting their their kiss ass chorus online know that they were at the movies. You didn't have the person who absolutely had to send this text uh, in front of you with that light beaming the whole time telling somebody they're at the movies. You didn't have <laughs> today, the narcissist culture where we ruin the experience of everything. You know, you can create that experience in your home. I can't. Hey, Javon, put... yeah. Javon, the one thing I will say that as a big event kind of guy, it was really cool watching Avengers Endgame the first mm-hmm. time with the audience and everybody getting excited when Cap got right. the hammer. And cause that's something you can't replicate. Like after Mandalorian's season two season finale, right. I actually went online. It was just like, oh, everybody's hyped up about it. And that's something if we were watching in theater, I mean it's totally different. But be, that's something everybody would have lost their minds collectively right. in the theater on. And but for the most part, 
I don't think a lot of people would be doing that in Godzilla yeah. versus King Kong. I don't think they'd be doing that in Mulan. But here's the thing about that, Jeff. You just touched on it. Those moments are far and few between when it comes to the movies that we see. Mm-hmm. They're far and few. The anticipation for Endgame was, you know, you can put that up there with any of them. Yeah, you know, you can put that up there with any of these kind of event movies. But how long has it been since before? Before that, how long has it been where you had that kind of experience? Uh, I would say The Force Awakens, probably. And then Infinity War for people who had managed to avoid spoilers because mm-hmm. um, it was a collective silence when people started fading out. So that was yeah. a unique thing to experience in a theater um, that that hush, like, what the heck is happening? Are they killing Black Panther? Are they killing Spider-Man? What the heck? That you was know, great. It was, it was different from houses. Hey, dude, we, Gunner, we had some jerks saying, nah, they all going to live. They're going to be in the next one. Watch. Like, come on, dude. Shut up. That, I mean, that, of course, <laughs> but shut up, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, going back to what you said, like the Mandalorian one, you would have had the jerk say, oh, you know that Luke Skywalker, right? And then everybody. You're right. Like, that would have been, been somebody who would have been like, look, I'm smarter than everybody else. That's probably oh, Luke. Oh, oh, oh. Bruce yeah. Willis is dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then their two friends laughing at him. Everybody else like, killing it. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. I've got a brand new giveaway for you. Now on digital, you can check out Freddie Highmore, Astrid Burgess Frisbee, and Famke Johnson starring in the action-packed thriller The Vault. You can buy a rent today. A team of master thieves attempt to pull off the score of a lifetime by breaking into the world's most impenetrable vault to steal the legendary lost treasure locked inside. You can buy or rent the vault tonight and bring home the exhilarating action thriller home. It's rated R from our friends at Paramount Pictures. And like I said, I'm doing a giveaway. So how do you get one? All you've got to do is hit me up on lylesmoviefiles at gmail.com and tell me why you want to see the vault. And you can get a free digital passport. So check it out. The Vault from our friends at Paramount Pictures. Rated R. But you can rent or buy tonight. Now back to the show. Gunner, since you queued us up, let's, let's get into it now. Because I, I wanted to warm us up. But now we are ready. It's time to talk the four-hour event that was Zack Snyder's Justice League. Gentlemen, I know you've seen it. Javon, I know you're midway, halfway, partially through it. But. For those of you that did experience this four-hour escapade, what did you think? And what do you think of the Josh Whedon cut after watching the Snyder version? Who wants to go first? That's Josh Whedon, man. This family, man. Oh, my God. So he just cut out. He was like, how many minorities are in it? All right, we're going to cross her off. Yeah, we're going to cross him off. Yo, oh, yeah, that there was an Asian Adam, right? Okay, we're going to cross him off. I was like, who are these people? <laughs> it was like a brand new movie, dog. I loved it, actually. I love Snyder Cut. Snyder Cut's awesome. F. Josh Whedon. Um, I could have more later, but that's the main thing I want to say first, because that was ridiculous. That was absolutely ridiculous. Like, they just destroyed, oh, Dude's Mom, which is like, you know, the arc of his entire story, of Cyborg's entire story. All right, come on, man. Like, <laughs> he just cut out everything that made Cyborg Cyborg. That's why that movie sucked badly. <laughs> I mean, good God. He just cut out everything that just made the movie the point of the movie. So where Snyder was just like, I mean, it's 
better. It didn't have. I mean, you didn't have to do it. You could have done it in two and a half hours. There were some things that you could have cut, but that's okay. I didn't mind watching the whole thing. And I just I, actually, I didn't even notice it was four hours. I just kept watching. I was like, oh, it's two in the morning. Uh, <laughs> but was, I thought it was great. I thought it was really I'm, great. Is like maybe an extreme, but good is like not good enough. It's like in between that. It was it was pretty perfect for what it was. Right. And then, you know, you had another superhero in there. I don't know if people gonna watch it. I don't know if we're trying to spoil it on this on this one. Right. But there was another superhero in there that wasn't in there in the first place. Like it was great. Black uniform. That's what we needed. Um, the nightmare. Man, could you imagine if they could continue the Snyder verse? If they won't, sadly. The nightmare. We'll would have actually, like, oh, that would have been perfect. But anyways, I thought it was good. I thought that they explained everything again. It was like watching the empty. Um, what was it? The um, was was it the uh, special edition? What's it called for Ultimate Batman edition. Superman? Ultimate edition. The ultimate edition. Like it was like watching that again, only like better because you're like they just expanded everyone's character in this <laughs> thing, and not just truncated everything down. You even had a whole chick make up a song about Aquaman. We didn't even see sniffing his uh, draws or whatever that was. And I was like, yo. It's shirt. <laughs> but I was like, yo, like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, even that, before we saw the Aquaman movie, that right there would have been like, yo, what are they leading up to? And they actually had conversations. I don't know, man. And then Doom, I mean, not Doom, yeah, um, not Doomsday. Right, I could care less. Um, Superman, when he's getting killed by Doomsday, like, they showed the whole point. Yeah. of how those boxes open. I'm like, well, okay, they just didn't do it randomly. Got it. That makes sense now, right? Like, <laughs> all of that makes sense. It just Everything just made sense. <laughs> Jace, what do you think? Uh, again, I'm, as I, as I said, when I, after reading the review on lousemoviefile.com, thank you. I think what in in yes, this is a um, podcast full of all minorities, but it was so readily apparent that Josh we literally made sure if there is a minority in any part of this that isn't cyborg directly working them out. I mean, like Melvin said, it's like Adam, like Adam is like Ryan Troy is literally the Adam. He's part of the Daniel Justice League. Nah, take him out. Okay, we, we literally have a Justice League. Oh, we're, all right, we're not even talking about the fact that Marsha Manhart was supposed to be in the movie. Green Lantern might have been in the movie. Now nah, we're taking those guys out. Um, like even like the first second you're like, why is the black police chief, you know, in the hostage? <laughs> why is he just randomly cut out? Like, like this makes no sense. It was just so like, wait, a minute. why is he cut out? I forgot about that. I'm like, he just cut out every you black fucking. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> I mean, it, it was like it was like so annoying. It was like, okay, this is not even like, especially Ray Fisher's like, hey, seriously, there was a problem on this, and it's like after watching it's not. I mean, the Snyder Cut. It's like if you film that movie and then you watch Josh Whedon, you're like, hello, do you really not see an issue here? Because it's it's readily apparent to anyone who has a microcosm of looking for melanin in this movie. Um, now, let's get to the actual cut of the Zack Snyder cut. Good. 
Dark Side actually was a thing because he's supposed to be the big bad, not oh we'll we'll make him. He literally has a, you. They literally had an actor for Dark Side, and you cut him out. Again, we're trying to keep it. I'll try and keep this PG-13, but insert whatever noise you need to for what kind of idiot thinks that was a good idea. He's too uh, black, man. Dark side, man. <laughs> dark side. Program says dark. Can we get out of here? I'm sorry. No, man. we don't even want a Superman black suit. Black. <laughs> the suit was too ethnic. We didn't need it. But. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, it it was like, okay, this is not cool. But then it's like, you look, you got Dark Side made sense. Actually, why he was a big bad literally has the new God scene, which makes, oh, these are the guys who actually matter, not Steppenwolf. Like, that's cool. Like Gunner said, the scene where he literally is like, the scream is echoing, just like Luther said, the heard why he's coming. The cry is now rang out. It's like, how did you not think that was something to keep in there? You need to have Superman talking to some little kids. Yay! Like, come on! Like, like, there's so many points you're like, Josh, really, what did you do to add value to this movie? Nothing. Okay, next. Why did we not make this a two-part movie where we see the return of Superman and then go to the next movie? Just whatever footage we had from that point on, go to the next movie. Give them two years. I mean, uh, let let Zack Snyder have two, three years, whatever time he needs. Like, that was the way to go. Like, oh, man. It's like the Amazon. I mean, let me go to the next part. The Amazon fight, which was actually much cooler. We, we're going to neuter that down, you know, as stupid as everything. We're going to, like. You will aqua- love me. Like, the aqua. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the Atlantean scene, which actually like literally sets up Aquaman the movie. Yeah. Now, we're gonna take that out. Every part that literally is like why Aquaman follows this movie. Now we're gonna cut that out. I I mean, and I've watched this movie one time and I'm literally I said the first part is how much they cut out. I'm angry. Then I'm gonna watch it to enjoy it, just like I did Batman Superman. Ultimate <laughs> edition. And I'm not yet. Someone else take over. Yeah. All right. So it was funny because when I was watching it, I kept pausing and calling Jace and going, hey, can you hurry up and finish watching this movie so we can talk about it? And I was like seething with red rage like I was part of Atrocitus' crew and going, I can't believe they cut this part out. This is so stupid. And um. It was really weird watching it because I felt like Zack Snyder doesn't do a movie in a traditional sense. Like, he just doesn't have that capacity to do a two-hour movie. And I think he's a filmmaker. You just need to let him do his thing, go with him in the editing room, and, like, scene by scene, break it down. Like, all right, Zach, what do you want to accomplish here? I think maybe with this, you could have cut it down to three hours. Maybe. But I didn't feel like there was a lot of it that was cool. Like, maybe we didn't need the sweater-sniffing quartet. (laughs) Song. Yeah. Yeah, we probably didn't need that. But for the most part, I didn't see, like, eh, we don't need a scene. 
I know there are people who, you know, it's, it's funny because I feel like everything, it's a, uh, this has been a very divisive thing where it's like, I just hate Zack Snyder, so I'm not even going to like this movie. Um, but I feel like if you're down with the way he tells the stories of these characters, you'd really like it just because he's like, I don't care if it's too much. There's no such thing as too much. I'm just going to go over the top and people who like my style of movies are going to love it. Chief, did you see it yet? And if so, what was your take on it? I did see it. And it basically was a whole new movie. Um, let's just take the part where they revive Superman, right? Yeah. Uh, first of all, <laughs> in the Zach, That's in, in Josh, right? In Josh Whedon's uh, uh, vision, Batman called Lois Lane over there for the has the secret weapon. Lois Lois Lane just saw the joint on the humble and Zack Snyder's joint. She was like, "Oh, what's going on over there?" She came through. Um, you know, it was no, "Do you bleed?" It was no. Uh, you know, the whole fight scene was, 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 was different in a way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that was different. There was no uh, going over there to fight uh, uh, Steppenwolf and then leaving to save a bunch of people who shouldn't have been there in the first damn place. <laughs> uh, Your families were not there. I was like, no right. one should be uh, living in fucking... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> right. Everybody's in, in, inside this thing where nobody lives. And there, there's a family there. And then and then has their <laughs> flying off to the family. They're talking just casually. Um, <laughs> then, uh, what else was my point? Because um, it, was, it was so much. Uh, <laughs> Ray, uh, yeah, there's so, look, Cyborg, everybody actually had a plot in this thing. You know, everybody had somewhere where they came from. They just didn't kind of just show up on this thing. Where Josh Whedon's vision, they were just kind of just like, um, yeah, we're just gonna put y'all together. No real nothing to you. Let's let's just take let's take the Amazon scene in the beginning. Oh god, that whole scene was the shit. It was, dude. Mm-hmm. Yo, the first that movie. That was the first phone call I made, Chief. I was like, who in the world thought it was a good idea to cut this scene? She was like, Amazon, show him your fear. We have no fear. I was like, yeah. Look, and then they knocked the whole damn thing into the ocean. Right. Killing everybody. Right. I was like, yeah. That was some, that was like, look, you saw 300, it. right? We're going to do it this way. <laughs> like, I couldn't, then, then you had no idea on the, on the, in the first in Josh Whedon's vision that him and uh, Stephen Wolf was trying to get back into, Dark Side's good graces. Right, right, right. You Which had no idea. Point. Like, you just thought this dude just came just from out of the blue to just wreck havoc. But he was there for, he was there for a purpose. Like, mm-hmm. it just, listen, I, even, even the beginning when this thing started, the Superman screaming and his uh, voice was echoing all over the world. Yeah, like, that was like, cool. Like, yo, like, just, just things that, that happened that you know, just just wasn't. He was just like, yo, like we, they got this whole new, uh, the the ending where they where they kill him and and uh, and uh, Wonder Woman, you know, beheads him. Oh and yeah. And he flies into like yo, like all that was good. <laughs> and um, they just they. I mean, how do you cut all that? Like like I don't even know how. It was, and then Aquaman 
wasn't black in this movie. He wasn't with the A. Hey, all right, yo. You know, uh, you know they cut all that out because I hated that 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 he talked like that in the other movie. Yo, what's up, bro? How you feeling, man? Yeah, all right, my G. I'm like, what? I'm <laughs> not talk like. Yeah. Um. So you know, a lot of things that they did just made sense. Like you rarely saw something that occurred in the old movie in this movie. Like I said, I can think of maybe like three parts where this movie was the same as the other movie, where I said, okay, I recognize this from the other movie. Other than that, everything, the whole thing was different. I'm like, they did the whole thing different. We watched a totally different movie that was garbage compared to this movie. You know what I mean? And we were sitting there like, all right, yeah, well, you know, if we had gotten this movie, they would have had to have given us another Justice League. Like, you, we, we got this. I don't even like, 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 yo, we got this crappy movie, man. I can't understand why we got this. Like, they was just like, you know what? Like, I, like, yo, I, somebody should just take Joss Whedon into a field and beat him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Make sure yo, they black and wear black. Right, right. And and that's another thing, Gunner, you were right. Like, to keep people of color. You didn't think, like, you like, hold up. All these people, all these minorities were cut out? There there was no Asian dude. There was no black people running around like that. Uh, Everybody, Joe Morton act like Joe Morton. That's what was killing me. I'm like, oh, Joe Morton's going full Joe Morton here. We didn't even (laughs) see that in the first movie. Nope. Like, like, dude. Like the scene where he actually sacrifices himself, but actually does it so the heroes can actually do this stuff and not randomly find a cube. It was like, wow. Again, I would like to see more Joe Morgan in a cyborg movie, but the way you neutered him, who would want to see a cyborg movie? It's like, that literally is like, it, yeah. it, I mean, I'm sorry, Chief, but it was like, you guys had a cyborg, you had more money on the table then you guys knew what to do with it. And you said, no, nah, we don't want that money. No, we can't have that. No, let's go every five years between movies and see if it works out. You know, Black Adam yeah. will happen eventually. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh. See, what else do you think? Yeah, so, well, I, you know, <laughs> they they ruined this thing. They ruined this the, the, the first movie to pieces, man. Uh, you know, they had... Uh, Cyborg following Wonder Woman in the shadows. Like, none of that happened this season. He was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I uh, yeah, he was just following her for no reason. And then she was like, I know you were following me. And we are like, what? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's a creeper in the first movie. That's all um, they turned a brother into a stalker. Great, great. The, the Flash scene. When, when Flash sees the girl about to get hurt, the girl who was flirting with him. Like, That's Iris. You're like, That's Iris. <laughs> Oh, okay, but but then but however it is, it's the shit. Like you like, oh, you know what I mean? And then he's like dives into the puppy thing. I like 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 what did we see in the first movie? We saw him uh scribble some glasses on a dude at the jail. <laughs> that was you know what I mean? That was Flash's move that we saw. Other than that Just save one. Yeah, like yo, like like oh, like yeah. there's actually stuff that happened. And I don't know why they gave us the movie they gave us. 
It was, you know, like, I'm like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Like, what did you do? Like, how do you, how do you as an exec look at both versions of the movie and be like, mm, that Josh Whedon one is hitting? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, you couldn't have, listen, uh, the, the last uh, Avengers movie was three hours. This was four. You could have really tactically done almost a four-hour movie of this thing here. It was it's okay. It's been proven to be okay. And this movie would have gotten rave reviews. People would have went there and enjoyed the hell out of this movie. And it, like, it seems like, like, I don't know, man. DC just like, mm, is that so hot? Well, it looks red. Man, go on and grab it. A full grab? Yeah. Don't don't just try to hit it and, and, and move your hand away real quick. Just put your hand there and let it happen. And they just do it every time. Just like, I'm like, yo, why are you destroying yourselves? Like, you had a great movie. Really, what you should do is go to Zack Snyder's house and and then everybody, all the, all the execs should be out there just, just tears, just crying. And if they can't cry, squeeze some onion juice in their eyes. They need tears. They need to bring this dude back for more movies. Because the Josh Whedon, we don't want to, nobody wants to see that shit again. There's nobody out here like, man, we need to see the, what Josh Whedon got in this store. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Superman guy. And I was like, and, and they made him look so, I believe in the American way. Like, what? Truth, justice. That's what he said. I believe in truth and justice. Ha ha. And I'm like, what? You know what I mean? Like, the way he came in, he took the axe to the shoulder, like, man, this ain't nothing, and then proceeded to give a whoop, a whooping on this dude. Like, that's the that's the beauty of it. We were like, yes. Like, dude, I don't, yeah, listen, I don't know what they did the last movie. It was, it, yeah, I, I just think Josh Whedon was just like, you know what? Maybe he just wanted to destroy the DC franchise. Maybe he had beef with somebody in there. It was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, <laughs> I, I, I know you. I know you dated Lucy back in third grade. I don't know. Maybe you reckon, maybe there's some dude like that. I don't know. But he definitely wanted to ruin this franchise because what we got and what we could have had was definitely two different things. You know what I mean? That's when your when your grandma makes that those collard greens to when your girlfriend makes those collard greens. Like, show you ain't got no fat on the back of your arm yet. You ain't got no fat on the back of your arm yet. Get out some greens. You know what I mean? I need that, that arm fat to hang over. That's when I know your greens is going to be good. You know what I mean? You got, you know, your arm's still toned up. You, I don't want those greens. Don't give me no greens from no toned up arms. That's what we got, man. We got greens from some toned up arms. We got toned up arms greens, and they were it was horrible. Horrible. <laughs> greens got things that don't belong in greens in them. Right, like, right. She didn't use no ham hock. They use like you know organic. It's vegan. Vegan <laughs> A brick of tofu <laughs> that tastes like but ham flavored tofu. That is the spider. Right. I mean, that is the weed and cut. That is the weed yeah, and that's theatrical that's shit. Like it was garbage. Mm-hmm. And I knew Skinny it. Skinny arm greens. And I, I, I knew it. I was like, "There's a good movie in here somewhere," but I just can't find it. And there it was, right there in front of me. It just needed to be expanded. 
ridiculousness. Two quick things. All right, so I feel uh, like watching this made me upset because I feel like Warner Brothers dicked over Snyder twice. The Ultimate Edition of Batman versus Superman. There's still a lot of people who've only seen the theatrical version and go, eh, that movie wasn't any good. And there's an Ultimate Edition that actually gives subplots and context to three of the four main characters, which you would think would be kind of essential in a movie. And second, that with this one, it really seems that not only did they screw over Snyder, but they kind of messed themselves up in the ability to create more versions of these movies. They have a multiverse, so they don't have to stay stuck to one version of any filmmaker. I think they still have the opportunity to do Snyderverse and still do whatever whack kind of Joker movies, spinoffs they want to do. They can do a Black Superman. They can do whatever else they want to do. But I think they also should kind of follow the Snyderverse up because it's interesting and it's at least different and committed to being different than the rest of them. Final thing on this, I was reading a conversation on Facebook with one of my critic friends and they were like, oh, so I'm really upset that black people are, are falling for this Snyder Cut version thinking, oh, well, he's just trying to be inclusive now. I'm like, well, maybe you say that about some people. I don't know if they were just trying to be controversial, but I feel like they were really being committed to it. I'm like, you can't even say that because Zack Snyder I mean, with Dawn of the Dead, some of the main characters are minorities. So it's not like he just stopped in and was like, oh, I'll start doing minorities and use them to get minorities all on board with my movies. If you watch the Ultimate Edition of Batman vs. Superman, one of the key subplots is a black character who gets touched on very briefly in the theatrical version, but actually has context in the extended edition. And again, he is not a filmmaker with who shoots and creates his movies with restraint. He's like, Here's my movie, and he needs somebody else to help rough out, smooth out some of the stuff that can be cut. It can't just be somebody going in there going, oh, this is too slow. We don't need this. We don't need that. He's like, yeah. I mean, he's shooting this stuff. He wants it to be in the movie. And it's not, I mean, he shot 80% adjustably. He did a couple of reshoots, but it certainly wasn't a thing of, um, okay, I've got more money and time to reshoot. I'm going to just start throwing in minorities. That's not how he's doing his movies. What y'all think about that? Because I was just curious and what did you take on it? Whoever said that can go, you know what I mean? Anyway, uh, dude, yeah, point me to who said that crap. That's ridiculous, man. First <laughs> of all, let's just look at the damn timeline. When did this start shooting? Right. So this isn't like new wokeness right here. He was like, yo, let's take some DC characters. Look, they're also black in the comic and Asian in the comic and black in the comic. I, 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 don't, I don't understand the logic. Whoever said that just wants to be edgy or just stupid racist. One of the two. And either way is not good. Stop trying to get attention because nobody wants to read the shitty reviews. That's all I got to say to that person. Good deal. All right. Fellas, it's that time. <laughs> We're going to do something else. But, hey, it's, we got a good show. So um, who are your nominees for Dummies of the Week? Jace, why don't you kick us off? Let's do something different. Have you start. Oh, totally different from the norm. So this week, uh, my dummy of the week is whoever is the boxing promoter 
who decided we needed to have a rematch of Evander Holyfield and Mike Tyson. Um, I know they thought that Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. was a good idea, but Mike Tyson versus Evander Holyfield, uh, I don't want to see 60-year-old boxers fight. Like, I, I'm not paying a dime to do that. I'm, I mean, it's, it's not going to have the same impact as when a guy gets his ear bit off in the middle of a fight and we're all like, oh, my gosh, it's the most shocking thing we've ever seen in a boxing match. It's literally like two grown men basically are going to be hugging themselves because they're like, wait, why did we think this was a good idea? Oh, wait, we're getting a paycheck. Let's just hold, e- let's just hold each other for three minutes and hope nobody figures this out. Uh, whoever thinks they need to try and steal my money that way or anyone's money that way, yeah, that you're my dummy to If I wanted to see two grandfathers, if I wanted to see two grandfathers fight, I would go down to my great uncle's house on a Friday night in the summer when they're playing horseshoes for money and there's too much liquor involved. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> Gunner, how about you? Uh, I don't know, man. I, anybody that, nah, I ain't got, I really have one. Cause I didn't even, I don't even know who that dude is. The, the Action Jackson, what's his name? This, this dude that was like a somehow relationship guru. And now he's like been caught cheating on his wife multiple times. And then they had the <laughs> video in front of his wife and the wife looking like she had, about to Kirk out and kill him in one second. She's a little too quiet to me. You know what I mean? Like, too accepting and too quiet. Like, he's going he gonna to end up dying. So, dummy of the week is him because he don't know he's about to die. Right. He, I'm probably going to go to sleep thinking everything's cool. Uh, we, we over this, honey? Yep. Uh-huh. Got my body ready. <laughs> hey, she's got her glasses on trying to be like, as long as nobody else sees what happens, they're all going to think I'm all good. And then somehow... He just happened to die. I didn't have nothing to do with it. Mm. Mark my words. He ain't going to last till the summer. So, Gunner, <laughs> he, is, he is also my dummy of the week because I feel like you can't be an expert in something like that that you cannot control. Like, you can't go, I'm a, I'm a relationship expert. That's like Steve Harvey saying, I'm a marriage expert. Exactly. You just can't do this kind of stuff. Like, I can tell you I could be an expert at hating the Cowboys or the Packers because I guarantee you, you'll never see me rocking a Cowboys or Packers jersey in life. So I could go on record and say, no problem. I can be your expert on hating them. But you can't say, eh, you know, I'm a relationship expert unless Halle Berry came through. Or Every now and then I come through, you know, but you know, right. <laughs> Unless this Instagram model comes through my DMs, then I'm not a relationship expert. So yeah, he's definitely and this mine. whole backpedaling and all this mess. I'm yeah, like, ah. you. And then let me oh. and let's be clear. I didn't know who this dude was until this happened. Like you can't be that right. famous to be that important to be doing these damn videos and be going viral. So dude, he had like, a million followers. So people were like, "Tell me more on how to how to have a successful relationship." Well, those were a million dummies, and that's what I was about to say. There, is, I don't know who the dummy of the week is. It's either him, her, the whole people that didn't know who he was before this thing, and taking his advice. I think it's all wrapped up in one big nasty ham, you know, tofu ham hock, <laughs> collard greens, Joss Whedon cut mess. Just that stuff. That's all. They're all in that mess right there. Just throw it out. Throw it out in the trash. Chief, you got one? 
I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with y'all. Um, but the, <laughs> I think they're both dummies. And uh, <laughs> and here's the thing, you know him for you know really. I'm I'm not an advocate for cheating, but what I am is I don't think that if you are a cheater that you should put your business out to the world. I'd have just kept quiet. And then he's out that joint. He's like, yeah, you know, such and such happened. And then I'm looking at her and she's wearing a a hat that looks like a bonnet. (laughs) So I'm looking at her and I'm like, well, okay, so is this what he's coming home to every night? You in that hat? Because if you look at the girl he cheated with, good Lord. So, and then, and, and then you know, I'm like, I'm like, all right. So they just both look foolish to me. Because I'm like, all right, you, you sitting beside him, holding hands with him, like, it's all gravy. Clearly, he's doing this for uh, attention. And then you look like, I don't know, you just look like you rolled out of bed and came online with him. <laughs> And I'm, I don't know. It's just, everything is just weird nowadays to me. I think I've gotten to that age where my father was and he'll just be, I'll be like, yeah, dad, such and such. And he'll be like, mm. and I think I'm just at that age now where I'm just like, mm, this is stupid. You know, it's weird. Me and my dad are at that age at the same age. Like, yeah, right now. you know, me and so, my dad are like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> right. Cause let me ask you this, you know, and I don't, I don't know about these things. If you get caught cheating, are you going on a social media platform to tell the world? Like, even if a girl was out there accusing me of cheating, um, you know, I've been sleeping with him for several months. I'm like, mm, I'm not going to respond to that. Because to me, it seems like more response would just keep it lingering out there. Now we're talking yeah. about it. Like, that, Which that is the Jay, point, that, right? Uh, right, that Will Smith, Jada thing. I would have never admitted to the world that I was... Uh, some dude was slapping cheeks at my my wife, and I knew about it, and it was cool. Like, I don't know. That's just not. That's just not. Some things are just not for. You know what I mean? Some, yeah, some things are not for consumption. Um, in our day, we just said no. We we just like nope, wasn't me. Right. So you know, you that's not something that I want to share with everyone. Like, and I don't understand why they do. You know, we've been consumed, man. I, this whole internet, me, me, me culture, look at my life, I'm a celebrity. This is what you get from it. Nothing is done behind closed doors. Everybody wants a form to display their life, no matter if, whether it's an accomplishment or an embarrassment. It's all out there, and it's all out mm-hmm. there all the time. It, it, it's silliness. I, I don't get it. And then peep old girl's Instagram and whatnot, man. I've been seeing this on social media or tweets. Like, she's kirking out. Like, just straight up kirking out. Like, I was just like, uh, maybe she is the crazy one, too. Who knows? Who's in control? Who's in control of this abusive relationship? Is somebody getting abused? But both of them, I don't know what's happening. It's all toxic. But, it's like, like you said, Chief, man, it's like, why? It's like any attention is good attention for them. You know what I mean? I feel like this culture is like starting to turn more so into a very narcissistic culture. Or at least these are the people that are popping, cropping up on social media. Like, you know, I don't know. It, it's disgusting to me. We would just say no. <laughs> Wasn't me. Right. 
I mean, I've been trying to narrow it down. I'm going to try to keep it to two, Jeff. Uh, number one is everybody who bothered to go to Miami for spring break. <laughs> all the all of you. The all of you. And it's oh, not yeah. just because of COVID, man. It's because y'all niggas have lost your damn <laughs> minds. Y'all have lost your damn minds. Like, I, I, I don't go to work. I, like, I, I'm a damn liar. I go to World Star and fly height all the time because I just love, you know, as much as I shake my head and tiss, 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 I love to see us act. It, it's the zoo. It's the, it's the digital zoo, man. It's just people acting like animals. And when you look this last few days, the dominant videos, every, every other video is what's happening in Miami right now. And you can't keep up with the madness down there. Somebody, they, these two jokers raped this, killed this girl. It, it, that was tragic. But the other thing, just fights for the sake of fighting, twerking on, on, on cars and traffic. They, they stopped a Lamborghini in traffic to twerk on it. Some freak Nick stuff, man. Did you make a video where the dude was literally like coming out of a restaurant because he tried to dip, duck out of the chair, yeah. and then randomly there's a twerk off. Like, they just start twerking in the street. <laughs> like, <laughs> these two servers at a restaurant trying to stop this guy from ditching down in the ditches, and they caught him up. Right, they bringing him back to the store. That sparked a twerk off in the middle of the street. What the hell is going on? I mean, yeah. I mean, it was just like watching that video, just like, seriously, what? Is, it, it, I mean, it's like, I understand everybody was in, I mean, in basically house arrest last year, but it seems like all the dumb stuff is now just Miami just decided, unleash, unleash the cracking of dumb. <laughs> it's the zoo. It was the damn zoo, man. I was just expecting some monkeys to start throwing their feces, man. That was all that was missing. It, it, it's the damn zoo and all of you people. This is the scariest part about that. This is America's youth. These people are going to be running shit one day. And I know they said that about our generation. And about generation saying, like, before. Wow. Yeah, look. Yeah, yeah look. We didn't Nick have situation. Freak Nick and all of that. And I get that. I get it. And this is maybe me being on a soapbox and being an old man about it, you know. But the thing is, we didn't have this kind yeah. of display format and everything going on mm-hmm. right now, this is the last thing we ought to be doing. It really is. It just shows the level of irresponsibility we have, not only to each other, but to our damn selves. It's just one of mud. So everybody in Miami, y'all wear a dunce cap. Um, <laughs> I got to add, <laughs> you know, I was going to add Saw Weedy, whatever her name is, the rap, raptress, the, the, the young female rapper, because she went on, Ebro and them show um, where they do the whole, all right, young rapper who can barely put a sentence together, freestyle for us so that we can trash <laughs> you for being terrible at your chosen profession, right? And I'm like, no, 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 because the rules have changed. I'm not a fan of it, I, I, but I understand what it is. Nobody loves hip hop anymore. These kids don't love it. It's not an art to them. It's a means to get paid. It's like the block. They're slinging, they slinging rhymes. It's, it's coke. Crack weed, whatever for rhymes. They they just do this because it, it it pays well, and they want to be and they want to be famous. They love the the, the 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 all the trappings of being a trap star, whatever. 
I blamed Ebro. I, I reversed that. I Ebro and that, that whole crew and anybody saying rappers are trash. You know that already. You know that already. A little tattoo face is not going to come in here. Because when he's rhyming nigga with nigga, do not expect him to have bars doing a freestyle, okay? Oh, <laughs> that is one of the laziest things when they actually rhyme a word and then like do it four times like it's the same word. I stand up with <laughs> you the same word, right? What are we expecting here? Let's let's stop. Really, let's stop. You don't know my video because I you don't know my video. What? All right, next week not write something. Next week we're gonna come through with Falcon and Winter Soldier. We didn't get to talk about it, but we're down the first two episodes of what looks to be another exciting mini series from Marvel Studios. Us gonna do more best of the franchise, and our countdown episode 200 continues. So, fellas, as always, thank you for rolling with me. Thank y'all out there for listening. This episode allows movie files. Has been filed.